So I have this uh, grand opportunity to talk about being on mission together, part of our vision at Rock Church, know God, find family, live kingdom-centered lives, be on mission together. I, I was given the, this subject to talk about. I want to tell you something. This is a pretty intricate subject. It's, um, it's, not, it's simple, but it's not, okay? So I'm going to do my best to present it in a way that everyone gets it, and I'm going to pray over it first. Can I do that? Will you join me in a prayer? Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you, first of all, for the privilege um, to be here, to um, be with these amazing people. These are your people. This is your church. And what we're doing, Lord, we believe you are directing. So we thank you for the privilege to be a part of it. Um, Lord, just pray for your spirit to, to enlighten these words today and, and blow them up in our heart. In Jesus' name, amen. So Jesus couldn't have, couldn't have made it any clearer, this thing about being on mission together. He was here on a mission from his father, okay? He had an objective. He had a purpose. And he said in John 20, 21, as the father has sent me, okay? So Jesus made it clear that he was, obviously he was here to die for our sins. He was here. He was buried. He rose from the dead. Most of us know that story. Hopefully all of us know that story. But along with that, his father had sent him on a mission. So he was here on his father's mission. I want you to understand that because the mission that we're talking about is the father's mission. Okay, very important. And, and uh, we're going to be a part of that. So he was here on mission from the father. He was also here to seek and to save the lost. And he gives us a great example of that in Luke chapter 19, um, verses 1 through 10. I don't know if I have that on the screen or not, but um, I'm, I'm going to really paraphrase or, or shorten up this, this text because it's a long text. But how many of y'all remember the story of Zacchaeus? Okay, Zacchaeus has heard Jesus is coming down the road and he's wanting to see Jesus. And Zacchaeus is about the height of my wife. So, so he has to climb up in a tree, you know, to see Jesus and all this stuff. And, and, and a lot of us think that story is amazing. And we give Zac, Zacchaeus a lot of credit for he's hungry after Jesus and all this stuff. But the, the, the truth is that he wasn't really looking for Jesus. I mean, he was curious, but the truth is that Jesus was looking for him. Amen? So Jesus changed his direction Listen to this now. Jesus trained, changed his direction to get to Jesus. Now, most of us, or Jesus changes direction to get to Zacchaeus. Now, most of us, if we're on, honest with ourselves, we weren't looking for Jesus. You didn't wake up once one, one Sunday morning, I'm, I'm looking for Jesus. No, no, most of us weren't looking for Jesus. He's looking for us, and we need to understand that. And this was the situation here. He saw Zacchaeus, and he said, today, Zacchaeus, I'm going to come and eat with you. And Zacchaeus was just shocked that the Lord would be willing to come and eat with him, and he went. And Zacchaeus has this moment this, where he repents, and, Lord, you know, if I've ever cheated anybody, I'm going to pay him back double or five times or whatever the numbers are. You can read the story for yourself, but... All that stuff happens, and Jesus in verse 9 says, Today salvation has come to this house, because this man too is the son of Abraham. Listen, verse 10, For the Son of Man came to seek, I talk, Jesus is the Son of Man, the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. So, 
another. Jesus making it clear why he came to seek and save the lost. And he's also came, listen to me. Do I have any believers in the house this morning? You know I love to ask that question. Uh, okay, now, so he also came to send us. John 20, 21. Again, Jesus said, peace be with you as the Father has sent me. As the Father has sent me, so I am sending you. So all of a sudden, we see the, the mission of God. We see Jesus on the mission of God. And now all of a sudden, the mission of God is transferred over to us being on mission together with God. Okay, so Jesus is on mission with his Father. We're to be on mission together with the Father, the Son, and each other. Ephesians 2, 8 and 10 says, Remember, it is by grace you are saved through faith, and this is not from yourselves. The gift of, it's the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. For listen to this, for we are God's handiwork. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm God's handiwork. Amen? I want you to hear this. We are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, to do the mission of God together, okay? Created in Christ Jesus to do good works which God prepared in advance for us to do. God has these things in mind for us to do and for us to discover. I'm so excited about the upcoming um, growth track thing when, it's, when we get into the spiritual gifts test and all this kind of stuff you're going to be going through and you kind of start to realize what God's doing in you, what God's wanting to do through you as you join the mission together. Amen? It's going to be a lot of fun. We're all, a lot of us are going to be stirred up and have a lot of questions and you know, what, what gift do I have? And la-da-da-da-da. It's, it's going to be a good time. So what does being on mission together look like? Now, I was trying to figure out a way to explain that real simple. How many remember show and tell? Anybody have show and tell? Sam said, yeah, show and tell in school, man. You'd bring something to school like your dog or your, or what do we got? All kinds of pets. I live, um, with my son under my son's house and my grandkids have dogs and green whatever the heck that long lizard looking thing is we got and and then Sayla's got this little porky spiky hedgehog I mean what who wants this stuff running around their house you know and the lizards like growing a foot a week okay so we you know but anyway but I'm sure the kids want to take these things to school. Show and share, amen? Show and share. So I'm thinking show and share works for trying to, dis to describe what being on mission together is all about. Mis being on mission together is show and share, okay? How many believe Jesus has done something very significant in your life, amen? Yes, okay, that, how many of you have a story because Jesus has done something significant in your life? How many of you believe the gospel and believe the good news amen so so ah show it and share it amen that's that's being on mission together and i, I want to kind of try to clarify this but i want you to leave here today if you don't remember anything else let this continue to spur your memory show and share I'm called to be on mission together with this body, and we break that up into groups, and we're going to talk about that, but it's all about show and share. It's, it's what the early church did. The early church is really defined for us, or the groundwork for the origins of the church are laid out in the book of Acts, chapter 2. If you want to read it, it's a great read, okay? It's, but what they did is they, they, they showed and they shared. And the text does it a little backwards, more share and show, but show and share is the important thing you get today, okay? So it's what the early church did. They shared the gospel, 
as the mission. The mission was to get the good news out. Listen, get the good news out to every nook and cranny of society. Not, not just to get the good news out to the people you know or are already connected to. That's awesome. We can encourage each other, share our story, bless each other, build each other up. But we've got to get the good news out beyond us. Amen. So they were called to share the gospel, which was God's mission. In Acts chapter 2, verse 14 through 41, I'm going to read some of this for you. Peter stood up with the 11, okay? Peter followed Christ. He was an apostle, right? He stood up with the 11. First opportunity to preach. Peter's got his first opportunity. Stood up with the 11, raised his voice, addressed the crowd. Fellow Jews and all of you who live in Jerusalem, let me explain this to you. Listen carefully to what I say. The Spirit had just fallen. These people are not drunk, as you suppose. It's only 9 in the morning. No, this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my Spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Um, your young men will see visions. Your old men dream dreams. So heaven manifesting, heaven invading earth. That's going on. Peter's talking about it. I can't, get it. I can't read all this a lot. So he's preaching this message, and, and he says, And everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. He gets down to the end of the message, and tells them how they failed, how they have ne neglected the Savior. And, and he's just preaching. He's sharing. He's sharing the message. And, and at the end of it, it, they're convicted. They're convicted. That, oh, my gosh. We crucified the Lord of glory. And then all of a sudden, they're, they're, they're talking back to Peter. What must we do? And he says, Believe on the Lord, or repent and be baptized. Verse 38, every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The promise is for you, your children, and for all who are far off, for all whom the Lord our God will call. That covers us today. Amen. And with many other words, now listen, he's, he's sharing. With many other words, he warned them and he pleaded with them, save yourselves from this corrupt generation. Those who accepted his message were baptized, and about 3,000 were added to their number that day. Okay, they were on, listen, this is so cool. They were on mission together. The first sermon Peter preaches, 3,000 are added to the church that day. So they shared the love of Christ. He shared the word of Christ, and boom, the church multiplied. That's really what this is all about. Being on mission together is going to result in the church multiplying. Okay, now... They shared the love of Christ, and then, okay, what, what happened? All of a sudden, there's these, these group, this big group of people, and they probably broke up into smaller groups because it's going to tell us how they go from house to house. Anybody know any church that has people meeting house to house? Anybody know of a church like that? Okay, we call them kingdom community, kingdom communities, right? So in Acts chapter 2, verse 42 through 47, it said they showed the, they showed the love of Christ in missional communities that, listen, that multiplied. They showed the love of Christ in missional communities that multiplied. So over here, they're sharing the love of Christ with every nook and cranny of society. They're preaching the gospel. People are responding. And now all of a sudden, we're having these groups of people that need to get together need to be connected. So in Acts chapter 2, verses 42 through 47, here's what happens. Here's what happens in a, what we call a missional community or a kingdom community. We devote ourselves. This is hard for some of you. 
Because church as usual, we're, we're, Rock, how, are you, how many of you are okay with us leading you in the next year away from church as usual, okay? So here's church as usual. Hey, church is at 10 at Rock Church. Let's get there about 10 after. Let's grab three cookies, a cup of coffee. Let's worship with three songs. Let's take communion, amen. Let's throw three bucks in the offering plate, and let's get out of here as quick as we can to go on with our life. Now, 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 now. That is not being on mission together, okay? We, we want to come together, and, and we want to become, verse 42, the, they devoted themselves, listen to this, to the apostles' teaching, to fellowship, to the breaking of bread, to communion, to prayer. Listen to this. Everyone was filled with awe as the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together. And had everything in common. Listen to this. They they're sharing now. Remember, show and they're they're showing now. I mean, they're showing how this gospel works. They shared the message. Now they're showing how it works. They listen to this. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Everyone's getting nervous already. Listen, today is sell your house today and give all the money to the poor. That's that's the end of this. No, I'm just teasing. Okay. But listen, they sold their property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day, they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes, and they ate together with glad and sincere hearts and praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And all the Lord added to their number, and the Lord added to their number daily multiplication. The Lord added to their number daily as they were sharing and showing those who were being saved. So the church is multiplying, growing. So they were a community sharing the love of Christ. They were a community showing the love of Christ. And not just to themselves, to themselves, but beyond that, to the mission out beyond us, okay? So they're on mission together, which is what our KCs are all about. Not just about getting together and fixing us. Really, our KCs should become missional communities where, where we're growing in Christ, but we're also leading people to Christ. You know, how many of you know there's some people who won't go to church? They just won't go to church. But they'll, they'll come to sit at your house and talk about spiritual things with you. Or they'll, they'll talk to you about it at Starbucks. Amen? Let me show you how this works. I belong to a kingdom community, and, I, and I'm a believer in Jesus, and I understand God's mission. So when I'm out and about my day, I go to my group on Wednesday night, and we talk about the Lord, and we pray for each other, and, and we encourage each other. We feed each other way too much. Amen. And, and you're, you know, it just pumps you up. And you're part of this community, and our group loves each other. I don't know about the other KCs at Rock Church, but our group loves each other. How's your, does your group love you? I mean, I'm just checking, you know. But so we got this thing going on, and then so we're, we're excited, and, and we carry this into every nook and cranny of our culture because, like, stand, I want to pick on, can I pick on a couple of you real quick? Allie, stand up back there. Stand up. Come on. I need you. Where did I meet you, Allie? Starbucks. And I just, you overheard me talking to some people, and I was probably talking about what, car races? 
Yeah, you do a little Jesus talking, a little encouragement. Now, so Allie, all of a sudden, she shows up at Rock Church, amen, and we talked and met and, and a friend of hers. And, and where's Elizabeth? Elizabeth, you here? Elizabeth! Elizabeth made my coffee for about two years, okay, at Starbucks. And, and I'm just coming out of, I'm, I go to Rock Church, I'm part of a kingdom community, I'm, I, I'm on mission together with God, and God, so listen, there's a lot, you can sit down, there's a lot of lost people in the world that, that God wants found, I'm going to show you how to discover those people in just a minute, and, and so I'm kind of just looking, and, and uh, one day, one day I just felt like today was the day I needed to say something to Elizabeth, because I'd never told her I was a pastor. I'd never, I just bought coffee from her. But one day I leaned over the counter and I said, hey, you, you really need to talk to me, don't you? And she looks back, tears in her eyes, and goes, yeah, I do. <laughs> and she's been here singing and worshiping Jesus with us ever since, amen? So I'm just... That's kind of the, the deal about being on mission together. All of us have this, this God stuff that's deposited in us, and we're supposed to either share it, amen, and that's the verbal side, I would say, and then we're supposed to show it, amen. So we don't just share the message and then cuss people out or be rude to them, amen. If that's your ministry, that, we need to stop that, okay? No, you, 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 sh you share the message, but you show the message. You show it in how you live toward each other, how you live toward husband and wife, how you live toward the people in your church, amen? How you live in your, king, in your smaller community, uh, your kingdom community. You show the love of Christ and you share the love of Christ. All that stuff needs to go on, okay? So the target of our mission is the, the two portions of Scripture that really clar that clarify the target of the mission, okay, where we do our show and share. And I wanted to, Luke chapter 4, verse 14 through 20, is really a text about sharing. It's about Jesus and his, the anointing on his life. Now listen to this, it's really important. I'll just read it to you. Luke chapter 4, 14, Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit. How many know the power of the Spirit is here this morning? And news about him spread throughout the whole countryside, and he was teaching in their synagogues, and everyone praised him. He's doing what the Father wanted done. And he went to Nazareth, and where he had been brought up, and on the Sabbath day he went into the synagogue, as was his custom, and he stood up and he read, and the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him. Unrolling it, he found the place where it is written. I want you to listen to this. Sharing is important. Being on mission together, sharing, verbally sharing is important. Because the anointing of the Spirit of God goes where the truth is proclaimed. God will back the sharing. Well, I really don't know how to share. Yeah, you do. You may not have it all down perfectly, but you do. And you need to share. Jesus said, the Spirit of the Lord is on me. We can say that because he's anointed me to proclaim, to share good news to the poor. He sent me to proclaim freedom for prisoners and, and, and proclaim recovery of sight for the blind and proclaim that the oppressed can be set free. And he sent me to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Then he rolled up the scroll, gave it back to the attendant, sat down, the eyes of everyone on him. He said, this scripture's written about me. But when Jesus left the earth, he transferred that to us. 
Now it's our job to share the gospel to those areas. Did you hear what I was talking about? How many of you encounter people that need to hear some good news? How many of you encounter people that need freedom from some type of personal prison, maybe literal prison? How many of us encounter, remember, we're called to take this mission into every nook and cranny of culture. How many of you encounter people that, that are blind, if not physically, spiritually blind? They're lost, the Bible says. Or they're oppressed, and we want to see them set free. Proclamation, sharing the gospel, will set people free. But it's, it's scary, isn't it? I mean, it's great. You can come up to pastor and share all you want. You know, that's your safe zone, right? But when you get out there, what you don't understand is the anointing of the Spirit of God is on you to do it. And when you do it, when we take that time to share, and I'm not talking about embarrassing people. Don't walk into someone's work and say, hey, come over here! No, no don't do that, okay? There's timing. There's things that are involved, okay? Don't see, yeah, I won't even get into that. It's a whole other story. And listen, so anyway, these people, the word's anointed, the word's anointed for us to share it, and we share it, the Spirit backs it up, and amazing things happen. So let me move on now to the showing side. Because we're supposed to do this together. We're supposed to be on mission together with God, with Jesus, with each other. In Isaiah 58, way back in Isaiah, and the reason I'm taking you back here is I want you to understand God has always been a seeking God. God has always been a missional God. Since the moment Adam and Eve stepped into the curse, since the moment they stepped into the curse, since the moment they partook of that forbidden fruit, God went on a mission to seek and to save everyone from then on that was disconnected from him because we're born disconnected. And from that point on, God is seeking. He's seeking right now. And, and we're called to seek with him, amen? So we seek, we find, we share. Miracles happen. But then we got to show. I got to get the, the share and show thing in here, okay? Isaiah 58, verses 1 through 7. Remember, this is Old Testament. I want you to see the heart of the Father. If you're separated from God, no matter where you're at out in that world, no matter what bondage you're in, I don't care how, how deep you're in it, I don't care how dark it is, God is looking for you. God is looking for his lost children, amen? God is committed to finding them. And it's all out there. The, 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 the evidence is obvious in Scripture. Isaiah 58, shout it aloud, do not hold back, verse 1. Raise your voice like a trumpet! Declare to my people, ouch, this is going to hurt, their rebellion to the descendants of Jacob, their sin. Now listen to this. It's so important. They get religious. Even back then they got religious and lost sight of the mission of the Father. Day after day they seek me out, he says, they seem eager to know my ways as if they were a nation that does what is right and not forsaken the commands of God. They ask for for just decisions. They, 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 
seem eager for God to come near them, and they, they question me, why have they fasted, they say, and you've not seen, why have we humbled ourselves, and you've not noticed, yet on the day of your fasting, you do as you please. That's God speaking back. You exploit all your workers. Your fasting ends in quarreling and strife and striking each other with wicked fists. You cannot fast as you do today and expect your voice to be heard on high. Is this the kind of fast I have chosen? Only a day for people to humble themselves, look all religious, Is it only for bowing one's head like a reed? And You know how that kind of looks religious? And Man, I wish I could bow down like he does or be that humble or whatever. Is that what you call a fast? A day acceptable to the Lord? Is not this the kind of fasting I have chosen? Remember, this is the show part. To loose the chains of injustice. We're on mission together. Do the injustices of society bother us? To untie the cords of the yoke. I mean, physically. If someone's in bondage, are we willing to get in there and help them get free from that bondage? To set the oppressed free. These are practical things. To break every yoke. Is it not, listen, here it goes. Is it not to share your food with the hungry? To the, see the show part, the sharing part? You've got a sharing part and a showing. This is a showing part where I literally show my people how to take care and reach out and minister to the hungry. And, and, and I'm on a mission together with you to do these kind of things in our community, to provide the poor wanderer with shelter. When you see the naked, to clothe them, to not to turn away from your own flesh and blood. Wow, way back then, God's heart is just revealed. He's on a mission. And we're on that mission. You know, will we be the people in the Quad Cities that grab on to, yeah, we're, we're sold out. We're committed to this thing. I'm going to close with this. If tomorrow we shut the doors of this church, stop meeting, stop gathering, Will anybody in the community notice? I like to think so. I like to believe they would. But I don't think we've done all we can to be on mission together with God, to be on this mission together with each other. Let's stand up together. There's, listen, there's a lot of practice. This, there, I listened to several tapes on there, several YouTube videos on this subject, and one church is doing six weeks on this subject. Six weeks! I just covered it in whatever, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, and I didn't cover it. This is deep. But all I could think of is... Are we sharing and showing so much, so powerfully that it would devastate this community, the Quad Cities, if we were gone? Because if, if that's not true, that's my new goal. 
We're going to be everywhere. Amen. We're going to be everywhere. It's going to be messy learning to be on mission together. Some of us already know it all, how to do this. Some of us are going to be willing to take the risk and make the decisions to learn along the way. But I am committed to this house being so impactful in this community that it would be a loss. People would grieve if we weren't around. In Jesus' name, let me pray over here. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you. Thank you for the privilege. Lord, I know this is kind of weighty, but that's okay. There's a lost world out there. There are people that desperately need your son, and we desperately need to expand our borders. And out of our missions, out of our communities, we need to make a difference. We need to proclaim, and we need to show. Share and show. Show and share. In Jesus' name. Thanks again for listening to our podcast and this week's message. Again, if you'd like to find out more about our church and attending a live service, you can find us online at www.rockchurchqc.com as well as on Facebook at Rock Church of the Quad Cities and on YouTube. Just search Rock Church QC and you'll be able to access our past sermons. As, and when you subscribe, you'll be notified when we go live for our weekly services. Until next time, have a great day and God bless.